Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the How to Build a Profitable Email List podcast. I'm Peter Bray and today I just wanted to go over three things you can do to start or grow or accelerate the growth of your email list and do it in a profitable way. So you have uh, people coming and uh, they're interested in what you say and they're on your list so you can email them to build trust and credibility. A lot of people at that point would say you can sell them stuff. I I think that's I think that's a zero-sum game uh, approaching people like that because it can lead you to just see your list as an ATM, as a cash machine to squeeze when you want something from them. I think that's a bad way of doing uh, email marketing. That's, uh, that's my opinion. You may disagree, but... Uh, that's not the way that I would encourage anyone to approach their email list or, in fact, business in general. I think you should first and foremost, you know, if I was perhaps uh, American, I'd probably say right now, I think you should look t- to serve first and foremost. Uh, that's, to be honest, something that is not in my vocabulary, but I agree with the sentiment. I agree with the sentiment. And uh, I mean that practically, uh, not just in some woo-woo, spiritual, esoteric, law of attraction-y way, which isn't really my thing. Uh, I mean it in a very concrete, practical way. You you seek to um, earn earn trust in a transparent way. That's that's how I'd put it. That's that's. That's how I'd phrase it, because then it's the truth is self-evident. That's what you want. You you don't want tricks and gimmicks and manipulation. You want because that's just it's like standing on flipping a floor made out of soggy tissues. It's going to cave in. It, you and part of you will know that, and that's extremely stressful. That's a horrible, horrible way to build a business, knowing that you've just cheated and shortcutted the foundations that's no good for you or anyone else uh, it, the most peace of mind that you can have is knowing that you've put in the groundwork and that you know stuff happens earthquakes happen and you know the, it, it, there's always a chance that something could go wrong but you've done everything in your power to to build solid foundations that will withstand um, you know life intervening which it inevitably will. Um, so, so earning, earning, making it so that your credibility is self-evident. That's a good way of looking at it. So, uh, anyway, let's skip on into the three ways of uh, growing or building your email list uh, that I want to talk about today. The first one. I've mentioned this before, it's with competitions, giveaways. So I, I like this because it's it's just an active spot. It's it's just an act of generosity. If it just appears like spontaneous generosity. 
uh, I'm going to give a load of stuff or a load of value to someone. And that's a great, that's a great thing to do. And people, people love free stuff. So they, they'll, they'll jump on in. Then you, the other good thing about it is that other people, you can leverage other people's audiences very easily. What do I mean by that? You can, well, what I've done before is just email people who have an audience in the same niche and just say, hey, do you think your audience would be interested in winning? And then whatever it is you're giving away. Uh, I've done this with like a piece of equipment before. I've seen lots of different ways of doing it. You could have like a year subscription to some desirable service in your niche. Um, you can do it with a uh, I've seen someone do it with like a bunch of equipment like a, 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 they gave away several MacBooks the top end MacBooks and other equipment like that it's just basically a load of Apple products that came to like 10 grand that's because that that entrepreneur's he, in fact this is my mentor um, one of my mentors he he gave away he, well, he's worth you know, a few hundred million. So he gave away a bunch of stuff that was very easy for him to afford. Um, you don't need to do that. You just need to ask the question first, what would be a very niche-specific thing that people would you know, jump out of their seat to get for free? So it needs to be of real value. It needs to wake people up. It needs to like make people do a double take when they see it scrolling through their social media feed. And they go, wait, what? Yes. And that it instantly overcomes all of their pride and ego and resistance to signing up for things on the internet. That's what you want. The answer to your question needs to do all of those things that I've just listed. That's very, very important. If it's small or trivial or generic, I've done, I've had, I've failed tests where we're just giving away a lump sum of cash because it's too generic and people don't believe you. It, it feels like a scam if you if you just do like a cash prize giveaway. People don't don't bite. In my experience, you may have had different results, but I, I I'd seriously. Uh, encourage figuring out something that's very because also what you do if you figure out figure out something that's a good fit for your niche then you actually build some rapport and connection because people people feel like you're interested in the same things you know what's of value to them specific to that thing so you that it actually gives you some credibility if you say one of the best tools for people in and then in your industry is dot 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 and they're like yeah yeah that's like the holy grail of of things that i want and uh well even if they don't win the competition and don't bother signing up for the competition there's a there's an association there that you're you're a person who who knows who knows something of what they desire and that's great so that's, uh, that's the first way. The second way is by using partnerships. So 
I mentioned you can use giveaways to leverage other people's audiences. Well, you can leverage other people's audiences without giveaways. And that's what a partnership is. So you can um, get in touch with someone and say, and, and well, first off, you need to do a lot of research. You need to discover what that person's uh, email list is all about, what their positioning is so that you're not clashing with them. And then you figure out an offer that's tailor-made for that audience that, that complements the, the, the positioning of, of whoever owns that audience. So here, here's an example. So if you're in the, I don't know, if you're in the den, dental hygiene industry, I don't know why I chose that, and you you see someone who's got an email list where they talk a lot about uh, surgery, then... Uh, and you're going to be able to immediately tell that I know nothing about this niche, uh, then you can offer offer, offer a freebie, uh, something that's attractive, that complements that somehow. So recovery after surgery, surgery say. How to, uh, you know, maybe you've, you've got some product that helps with um, reducing pain after specifically after dental surgery. Well, that's that's a, a lovely way to complement that person's positioning. You know, it doesn't it doesn't clash with them. Uh, <laughs> that's possibly the strangest example I could have made. Uh, but but there we go. Uh, you could do it before that. You could do um, preventative. Although that's you'd have to figure out whether whether that is a clash with the person's service. Uh, I have no idea if that's clear. I think it is. It's clear in my mind. You you want to make sure that you have something that either goes before or after or alongside what someone else is offering to their email list that complements it, that makes them very likely to say say yes when you approach them and say, hey, do you think your list would be interested in this? I really admire the way you do X and I think it would really complement if uh, we could team up and uh, introduce them to Y. There's a billion ways of doing partnerships and uh, getting other people to promote you to their email list so then that they 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 um, get you a bunch of sub- subscriptions and the nice thing about that is that it's targeted uh, it's a very healthy way of doing it uh, this also works with uh, you could this could be like you know just tweeting out something or it could be sending an email to their list it could be having you as a guest on their podcast. It could be a guest blog to someone who's got a big audience who very actively read their blogs on their website. Uh, there's a lot of ways of doing this. So partnerships, that's number two. Uh, number three is to experiment with ads that have a self-liquidating offer. That's a very old concept in, in marketing. It's been around for a long, long time. It basically means that you have, and you'll see this all the time as you're scrolling through Facebook or, or any social media, there's a, 
there's a, <laughs> a new way of doing it. Uh, well, there's a, a, a trend, trendy way of doing it right now, which I have a few issues with. But the basic concept is you have an offer that's very low cost. It's a very low barrier to entry where the idea isn't. So this is often like an ebook, right? A $10 ebook or a $5 ebook, $7 ebook, whatever. And the goal is categorically not to profit from the sale of this product, whatever it is, this ebook or whatever. The goal is to just pay and break even for the cost of your advertising. So what does that mean? Say it costs... Um, say it costs $7 to get someone to become a, uh, a, a, a subscriber. The average cost to get a subscriber on your list is $7. I mean, that's pretty expensive. Um, or, or say the average cost is $3.50. And one in two people buy the book. Well, then your $7 book breaks even. So it's cost you nothing to get every two people, like one buys, one doesn't, but they subscribe anyway. Well, that means that you've got a, a two subscribers on your list for free. You spent $7 on advertising, $3.50 per click. One person bought for $7, that paid for them and the person who didn't buy the book but also um, subscribed to your list. Well, that means that your advertising has self-liquidated itself. Your, the, costs, uh, the cost has um, recouped itself immediately through the thing that, through the sale that you made. So you can hypothetically scale that up and have a hundred people coming onto your email list a day and it's free because half of them buy for $7 and that pays for the other half who don't buy. And you have a hundred people on your email list every day coming in for free and great, thumbs up. You have a scalable way to just you know, scale your email list. In reality, of course, that's not how it works. You you hit thresholds in advertising. You can't just dump more money in because what usually happens is that the cost of getting a lead goes up. So instead of three fifty a click, it will be um, five a click, and then you're making a loss. So you have to readjust and figure out what's going on with your targeting. You have to adjust for your audience. You have to change, tweak your copy. You have to roll out a few different ad, ads that are, are accounting for you widening the net about who you're targeting. And then you figure out some stuff and you get, get, get it down to your target cost per click. And then you, you grow a bit bigger. And then same thing happens again. So you keep having to readjust in reality. Uh, that's all. That's all good. I've 
done some pay-per-click stuff and um, yeah, it's fine. It's, it's, it's cool. Uh, adds a, a tricky beast. They, they do cause some extra extra stress because you're you're you can they play on the mind a bit more because you know if it goes wrong then that's uh that's unpleasant it's it's stressful things it feels like you're tapping into forces outside your control because you know sometimes your lead cost just starts going up and you don't really know why and you know that's a lot less chilled out than just being a guest on someone's podcast and just talking. So there's pros and cons to all of these things. Ads is obviously the most scalable, but it's the most, uh, perhaps the most difficult and tricky. Uh, running competitions, I think, is uh, remarkably easy. The issue is that you do get a bunch of people who just wanted something for free and aren't necessarily here because they want to hear more from you. You can do things about all this stuff. You can problem solve that and you can win people over. You can, depending on what your brand and your personality is, uh, you can use humour and acknowledge that and uh, use it to your advantage. You can really win people over if your copy is authentic, genuine, it's written in your voice and it's likeable and credible. All right, so those are the three... So those are those are three of the many ways you can use to grow your email list. This is a slightly longer episode than usual. Hope you've enjoyed. Uh, if you'd like to ask me any questions, then please find me at peter at peterbraymarketing.com or send me an email at peter at peterbraymarketing.com. Wait, did I give my email address as my website? Okay, my website is peterbraymarketing.com <laughs> and you, you got my email. All right, I'll see you on the next episode.